This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu does America. BlazeTV.com slash Stu is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video right now. Subscribe to the channel. Click the bell. Do all the things. Jeffy Fisher is going to be here in a little bit to talk about one of his favorite hobbies, stealing luggage from airports. San Francisco continues to come up with unique and innovative ways to kill you. But we start by doing the Elon meltdown. Yes, we're in the middle of it right now. And it's not, you know, people would say, oh, Elon Musk is melting down. Well, no, I don't think that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the left. The left is melting down over Elon. Fundamentally, the most important thing you need to know about Twitter, Elon Musk, and the left is this. If your life is ruined by something that Elon Musk might do on Twitter or might not do on Twitter, maybe you want him to be a person who controls more content. You want him to let more content fly. You want, uh, you want it to cost $8 a month. You don't want it to cost $8 a month. Whatever your perspective is, the bottom line here is Twitter should not be affecting your life this much. And people get so passionate about this especially on the left. Now, remember who Elon Musk is. He is a guy who is the founder of the largest electric car company in the world. He's done more to stop the greatest existential threat of global warming than anyone else really out there. And yet the left hates him. Kind of tells you something about their actual opinion on global warming. They're not doing this because they care about the planet or emissions. They're doing this because they want power. And Elon Musk does everything they ask him to do when it comes to emissions. But he doesn't do what they want him to do when it comes to them getting more power. And you see which one wins out when those are in a competition. It's clear. So let's talk about some of the people on the left who are going nuts because it's so much fun. Uh, Alyssa Milano is uh, in a bit of trouble right now. She's being blasted by, of course, conservatives uh, and Elon Musk after trading in her Tesla for a Volkswagen. Now, let's let's talk about about Alyssa here for a second. She is, first of all, trying to take a a brave stance. You know, a lot of people are running off of Twitter. They're leaving Twitter because they can't take Elon's uh, most uh, What he's thinking about doing, I don't know if you've been following this, but he's thinking about letting people actually say things that they want to say. And we can't let that happen. That would be terrible. So most of the left seems to be running away because they don't want to see words that they don't like. They get to control the speech. That's the game. Those are the rules they signed up for. They're able to control all the speech. And when someone says you can't control the speech anymore, they get very upset and they take their ball and they go home. Not Alyssa. Alyssa Milano says she will stay on Twitter. We can't cede that territory. Uh, Here she is uh, blabbing on about this on The View. 
Do you think you'll stay on it? Yeah, because we can't cede that territory. Mm. It's like a turf war now. Mm. Ah. Is it? <laughs> and to think, when I was a kid, she, and she was on Who's the Boss, I mean, mm, I would have done anything to, for, to go to the middle school dance with her. And now you realize she's freaking totally insane. Okay. Um, Milano was also on, uh, uh, on Twitter talking about, uh, I guess, how Elon Musk spends his money and she doesn't approve of it. I'm so annoyed with all of these these billionaires, with like the ex- exception of a few, but especially <laughs> Elon <Right>. Musk. Like, <laughs> you buy Twitter to destroy it yeah. for $40 billion, yeah. right? $40 billion. Elon Musk, imagine if he donated that money to UNICEF. I know. Yeah. He Yay! would change the world. Dumb View members in the audience clapping. That's what happens when someone on The View says something liberal. You have to clap when you're in the audience. Of course, Elon Musk didn't spend $44 billion of his own money. He got a lot of financing. A lot of other people came in on it. Uh, Look, would it be nice if he donated a bunch of money to charities? I think he already does that. Uh, Does he not give enough for Alyssa Milano's uh, approval? I I hate to think that something like that is possible. Um, She, of course, is another person who will tell you that global warming is our greatest existential threat as as a species. However, does she want her Tesla anymore? No, no. She bought a Tesla. And this is such so much fun because all these crazy people on the left, when Elon was popular, all bought Teslas because he was doing all the stuff for global warming. But now that he's wanting people to be able to say the things that they want to say that might not be liberal. Now he's the enemy. And so they're all getting rid of their Teslas. And, you know, look, despite uh, middle school stew and his uh, pseudo crush on uh, who's the boss era, uh, Alyssa Milano, she's not the sharpest tool in in the toolbox. You know what I mean? She's kind of slow and doesn't know a lot about a lot. She doesn't know a little about a lot. She doesn't know a little about almost everything. So here she is trying to be smarter than Elon Musk and the rest of Twitter. And she says, I gave back my Tesla. I bought the VW EV. I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter. Publicly traded companies' products being pushed in alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. The Hodge twins were right there to pick up the completely uh, idiotic fumble there. Volkswagen was literally founded by the Nazis and Hitler. Now, of course, Elon Musk found that to be very, very funny, but it's true. May 28th, 1937, the government of Germany, under the control of Adolf Hitler of the National Socialist Nazi Party, forms a new state-owned automobile company, then known as a bunch of German words and Volkswagen stuck in the middle. Later that year, it was renamed simply to Volkswagen Work or the People's Car Company. That was 1937. So if you're worried about white supremacy in car companies, maybe you should learn the history of the car that you just bought. I could see a scenario where Alyssa Milano is just going into car dealerships like 14 times a day trading her cars out because she doesn't understand the history of any of these places. She's just not smart. That's kind of the point I'm I'm making here. Speaking of not being smart, we also have Taylor Lorenz. Now, we did a very powerful campaign on this program called Tears for Taylor, and we tried to raise uh, all the tears or money or whatever we were doing for Taylor Lorenz and all of her really scary problems. Now, she's been ripping Elon Musk as well. This on the BBC. He has made Twitter a disaster. Here she is running her mouth. 
There's absolutely nothing about Elon Musk that's a free speech advocate. I mean, he's just notoriously been super anti-free speech over the years, cracking down on anybody that speaks out against him. Mm. Um, You know, he's intimidated journalists. He's intimidated whistleblowers. um, And now you see him on Twitter once again, just cracking down super hard on on any sort of open expression and free speech. Just today, he said that any posts that were deemed negative without even explaining what that means um, would be throttled and they would be basically impossible to find on Twitter. So, you know, he will really go to insane lengths to silence people and to kind of get them to shut up. I mean, just the combined intelligence of the two clips that we've played or three clips that we've played so far. The combined IQ has got to be eight. It's incredible. So Taylor Lorenz, who is here's a person who thinks that the new Twitter is the Twitter that is silencing viewpoints. Of course, she doesn't care about the people who were silenced before. Thousands of people who were kicked off of Twitter for believing the wrong thing about COVID or vaccines or Donald Trump or whoever else. All those people, it was fine to censor because she wanted them censored. That is the standard. If Taylor wants them censored, then Taylor gets them censored. Taylor doesn't want someone who's making fun of Elon Musk to be censored. And I don't know if there's really a lot of examples of that. There's a couple where he was going back and forth with some of his engineers and firing them. I think they got to keep their Twitter accounts, though, just not their jobs. But I mean, look, it's his freaking company. And I said this to conservatives, too, when, you know, when, when Mark Zuckerberg comes in and he criticizes conservatives or, or silences them. I don't think it's good policy to get rid of people's voices. This, you know, just let them talk. It's not your responsibility. You are, you are cleared of responsibility of when some idiot says something stupid. Let them say it. That's my policy. Uh, how, so I don't like the policy of the, a lot of these things. But, you know, they, they build the website. It's their company. They get to kind of censor who they want to censor. That's what the law is. I mean, that is what it is. I know a lot of people want to change those laws, but until that happens, that's what the law is. You own a company, you get to censor who you want to censor. It's very clearly spelled out in Section 230. You can do it. The question is whether you should or not. Uh, Taylor Lorenz, uh, you know, she's just another dolt on the left, and you, know, you probably don't know who she is outside of watching the show, but you do know who is, uh, Jim Carrey is. Now, Jim Carrey, fascinating guy. Because Jim Carrey is the type of guy who would have been, in the old days, removed from Twitter because he was anti-vaccine. He's a very famous anti-vaccine act advocate long before COVID. This is a guy who was saying, you know, the, the other vaccines that, you're, that you get as you grow up were really bad. Of course, he was married to Jenny McCarthy. Now, was he just saying that because he was married to Jenny McCarthy and didn't want to hear her yap her mouth anymore? Very possible. Very possible. I, I went to a, a party at one of the, I don't remember where it was. It was one of the Super Bowls, and they did a big party that I don't know how I got myself into. This is one of our, our, our pastimes when we go to the, the Super Bowl is to try to get ourselves into absolutely ridiculous parties, which we never belong at. And so we were at this one, and it was Jim Carrey and, uh, and uh, what's-her-face, uh, Jenny McCarthy. And this is a big benefit, and I didn't know what it was. They're just blabbing on about whatever, and then they had a big table, like a silent auction, and it was this beautiful, beautiful room. I was like, I don't know if it was a, what, a club or some sort of gathering hall. And a uh, big pool out in the back. I remember it was one of the, the first time I ever saw this. It was a pool and, you know, they spent all this money. And so they hired these like dancers to get in 
the giant inflatable like clear beach balls basically and human beings were inside of these beach balls and they were running around on the water it was a i wish i i gotta have pictures of this somewhere because it was such a bizarre scene anyway long freaking story short the bottom line is jim carrey is like the guy who would get banned under the old regime uh, of twitter if he wasn't liberal but of course he is so he doesn't get banned and now guess what jim carrey is leaving. He's leaving Twitter. But before he did, he shared something to the audience. He said, I'm leaving Twitter. But first, here's a cartoon I made with my friend Jimmy Hayward. It's based on my painting of a crazy old lighthouse keeper standing naked in a storm, summoning the angels and shining his lamp to guide us through a treacherous night. I love you all so much. Bunch of emojis. Um, You know, no one, of course, cares about his cartoons. Uh, But hey, if you want to fantasize about naked men, uh, at lighthouses, be my guest. Uh, again, this is this is Twitter. You're allowed to do that t- sort of thing. But apparently, Jim Carrey isn't going to be doing it anymore. And I think all of this is really fascinating because you see this sort of hypocrisy from people on the left who enjoy social media sites. They love this stuff when it benefits them. Jim Carrey is leaving Twitter, but he wants you to know about his new project first. Of course, look, Twitter is a business. People use it as a business. I mean, I'm on there because I want people to watch this stupid show. That's, that's why I'm on these services. You know, you get to see some clips of the show, make a comment every once in a while. Hopefully, like, people like to check, check out the show. That's all, I get zero enjoyment of it outside of that. Uh, and that's just the way I am. I don't, I don't particularly like that stuff. I know a lot of people do, and that's fine. But to sit here and complain about it all the time while you're trying to take advantage of it is a little bit hypocritical. Of course, the same thing is true with AOC. If you say hypocrisy, you can be sure AOC is also guilty of it because this is who she is. Washington Free Beacon saw this a while. I love this one. Uh, Socialist AOC's Tesla parked illegally outside of a Whole Foods in posh D.C. neighborhood. Yes, she couldn't be bothered to find a parking spot. Uh, she just decided to just park right in the side of the right by the stop sign in an obviously marked off place where she wasn't supposed to be. That is of course, AOC. Now, AOC has a Tesla. You might say, wait a minute, she's not supposed to have a Tesla because Elon bad. And that's true. She's tried to figure out a way to get herself out of this conundrum. Um, She had previously mentioned she bought a Tesla Model 3, but the New York Congresswoman has said she planned to get rid of her car because she claimed it was, quote, the only EV that could get me from New York to Washington on like one or one and a half charges. Now, first of all, That's you. Like, you're making the decision to buy the Tesla because you see it as a good, solid project, the product, the best product that you can find that meets your needs in the best way possible. You don't have to have the convenience of only stopping once to to charge it. You could buy a crappier EV that aligns with probably your... uh, the, the views of the National Socialist Party that you admire so, so much from back in the day. I don't know. You could do that. We know you're a socialist. Maybe National Socialism is for you. But the bottom line is you're picking this product because it works for you, because capitalism has provided a wonderful product that meets your needs. Now, a lot of people would say that doesn't meet my needs. I want to be able to get from New York to Washington without having to stop for an hour and recharging. She could obviously and I know this for a fact because I did it many, many times. You can take a train from New York to Washington. That train's gonna be running anyway. You're adding almost no carbon footprint, unlike a Tesla, which of course is charged with grid energy that comes 
most likely not from solar panels or not from even nuclear uh, output, which unfortunately, if it, were, if it wasn't for AOC, maybe it would be from nuclear output. The bottom line here is that this hypocrisy is all over the place. And there's something, you know, Elon Musk is an interesting guy. I don't, I don't love Elon Musk. I'm not obsessed with him like a lot of people are. The truth is that, like, you know, he's sometimes really smart and sometimes I think he's an idiot. I mean, when it comes to his commentary on Bitcoin and energy usage, I think he's a moron, frankly. And I, I can't believe the same guy who can be so creative and so amazing on so many other things can be so wrong about something like that. But whatever. He's a big global warming activist. Do I care about what he's blabbing on about when it comes to global warming? No. Do I like the fact that his cars go zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds? Sure. And this is what makes the world right here. Obviously, a car that looks pretty cool and can go zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds, that should be a right-wing car. That should not be a left-wing car. Left-wing cars are supposed to go 32 miles an hour if you're going downhill in a storm. That's with wind behind you, a hurricane pushing you down the hill. It still only gets to 32 miles an hour. That's a left-wing car. A right-wing car, I mean, Teslas are just too cool for the left. Teslas are too cool for the left. I mean, are they a bit douchey? I kind of think they are. That's just my opinion. That's why I wouldn't buy one. But still, you might really like a Tesla. And they are really fast. And they're incredible cars. They really are incredible pieces of technology. And the build on the cars is maybe a little bit of a different story. But still, the bottom line is it's a good product. And it should be a conservative product. And luckily, that's happening now because of all the people on the left freaking out about Elon. And what's interesting about Elon, as, as, the, as we've been talking about Donald Trump over the past few days, in some ways... Musk has has sort of risen above Donald Trump in the way of person who really pisses off the left. Now, look, Trump does that as well still. But a lot of that sort of energy seems to be going towards Elon Musk these days, which is incredible. Here's the guy that built this electric car company, a guy who talks about global warming all the time, a guy who stopped taking Bitcoin at, his, at Tesla because of the environmental impact. He should be a hero to the left, and was for years and years and years and years. But now he's the wrong kind of billionaire, the billionaire that wants people on the right to be able to say their piece too. And that's just not acceptable to all the liberal idiots we talked about today. Inflation continues to be a plague on our economy, our families, our savings, and the irresponsible spending from the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic uh, scenario, from empty grocery stores to 40-year high inflation. So don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text STU to 989898. STU to 989898. Get a free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, you can become eligible for a free gold bar with every purchase that you make through December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you do just that. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text STU to 989898. You can claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. You can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, uh, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text STU to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold from Birch Gold. It's Birch Gold. It's text STU to 989898. Joining us now, unfortunately, is Jeffy Fisher. He's the host of Chewing the Fat, the podcast right here with his 
face on a stake. <laughs> uh, you can get it wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Jeffy, how's it going? Fine, thank you. <laughs> you, Stu? Very well. Okay. I appreciate you coming oh, on the program. Oh, man. Always uh, enjoy our happy time Happy to together. be here. <laughs> happy to be here. You uh, have been following a big story. I have, but I, before we get to that, yes. I, we have some breaking news that right. broke today, and I'm kind of excited about it. Okay. Right? So I know that you, like me, were excited last year at, at the three-hour and 40-minute Oscars that took place. Oh, yeah. Well, you can count on it being longer this year because they had cut out, like, eight categories from last year's broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting those back in. Oh, so I'm excited. <laughs> it should be probably five, at least six hours long this year. So when you sit down to watch the Oscars on ABC on March 12th with uh, Mr. Kimmel hosting for the third time, plan on, uh, plan on it being a lot longer than three hours and 40 minutes like it was last year. Oh, and that was now last year they had, like, multiple hosts, right? Wasn't hey, it, yeah. some weird, like, yeah, it was a weird teamwork thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to work, teamwork? Right. Yeah, it was that. Now Jimmy Kimmel's back. I, you know, Jimmy Kimmel used to be funny. I, I, I really was, I and I, I don't understand what has happened I to know. him. But maybe this will turn him around. Maybe Maybe, maybe the maybe five, six-hour Oscars will turn him around. Mm. Well, March. Can't wait. Now, while we're talking about dressing up and playing a role and putting on lots of makeup, let's move over to <laughs> Sam Brinton. Sam well, Brinton. I love, I love that. Yes. I love they, Sam. Because they is the pronoun. They are. Yeah, no, the Sam. Pronouns. Sam is non-binary, and he uh, his pronouns are they and them. Yes. In fact, yes. we have the tweet of of because you don't know who this person is. You might say, who, "Why do I care?" Well, it's official. As of June nineteenth, Sam Brinton writes, "I now serve my nation as yeah. Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition <laughs> in the Office of Nuclear Energy in the Department of Energy." Obviously, first of all, nice. That's a big business card. A long, that's long, a long business, business card. card I know. But if you don't, if you're listening to the podcast and you have not seen the photo, it's it's interesting. There, there's some high heels. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue high flag. Heels. High heels. Yeah. Uh, a red and blue a jumper. Is that what you call that? Yeah, a sure, romper. Jumps, sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, a, a, a chain. Um, and and this is not big, big a thick belt. I like it. Big thick belt. Not a transgendered person, right? No, non-binary. 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 Well, is non-binary different than male? Like, are, when, you, when you go from male to bi- non-binary, is that a transition? Nah, I don't think so. I think it's just like you just don't care. <laughs> so guys, I, just don't, don't care. I don't know that I trust you on these matters. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I do, uh, however, trust you, you care. on issues of crime. So this person gets this job who, oh, yeah. by the way, like has a uh, education, went to MIT. MIT, absolutely. Very smart. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I'm immediately a bit skeptical uh, that this, this they is the most qualified for this job. Not because they, them aren't. aren't. That's how difficult it is to read the stories about this too. Because they continue to call him they, them in the story. And that's a plural. So I can't tell if it's one person or more than one person. I mean, you have to stop multiple times and go, wait, are we still talking about just one person? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. So they, them gets this job. Um, now, are they the most qualified? I don't know. I, I, you know, smarter than I am, I'm sure. Certainly smarter than you. I mean, almost almost anybody would fit that uh, well, particular I mean, I, category. I can, he likes to be a pup handler, too, with uh, his gay friends. So. I'm sorry. Did you just say he? Uh, they. Like, I apologize. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> you just said he likes. I am so sorry. Now, they... I'm embarrassed. I'm turning red. I mean, you've embarrassed me. Okay. We keep getting off track here, but this is such a good detail. They, Sam Brinton, the nuclear physicist guy, correct, happens to be uh, a pup handler. Correct. Now, what exactly is a pup handler? Well, there are people 
out there mm -hmm. that want to be treated as dogs okay. and or puppies mm -hmm. and Sam likes to be their handler so he puts the leash on them and straps them up and they crawl around like little puppies is this real this is a real thing yes like is this a real are you making this up no. are, you, are you extrapolating this entire thing from no. what one picture you saw what well there are multiple pictures by the way <laughs> I should know that. There are multiple pictures of they mm -hmm. being a pup handler. Pup handler, so having a human being on a leash yes. who's acting like a dog. Correct. Okay, obviously the person anyway. you put in charge of our nuclear uh, Obviously waste. he needs to be in our government. Yes. Oh, they need to be in our government. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Wow. It's hard. Gonna, I will say it's hard. I'm going to be sued okay. soon. So, now, if you happen to be a person, a they, who has themed themselves into this right. government position where you are obviously a, a, a person who gets a lot of focus from certainly conservative media, but yeah. you're a notable person, right? You're Absolutely. wearing high heels to work as a dude. So everyone's kind of kind of like, hey, that person's notable. And <laughs> if you're that person, you want to be on your best behavior, right? You're, you you're an so. example. If you're breaking a ceiling. I don't know Absolutely. what color. I don't know if it's glass when it comes to this particular situation, uh, but it's maybe it's a leather. When you're breaking the leather ceiling, okay, you want to be on your best behavior. You'd think, yeah, you would, right, think. to make sure because you're gonna every little action of yours is going to be picked over. Well, uh, after a flight, some of some of these actions yeah. were picked over. Well, yeah, in <laughs> Minneapolis, uh, they decided <laughs> they wanted new luggage. And they just went to the luggage carousel, spotted one. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a nice one. I'll take that one. Off they go. Now you'd think, you know, I, I would say that, you know, when you steal luggage <laughs> by accident, you just take it and go. Right. Mm -hmm. Now he did. T they did take it, <laughs> but they have him on film. And who would have thought Stu, that an yeah. airport has cameras cameras at an airport what do Everywhere. they think of next you know huh. i never heard of such a thing anyway uh th they have pictures of they taking the tags off of this suitcase and stuffing it in his carry-on in they's carry-on bag and quickly exiting the airport i don't know what you just said <laughs> wait are you <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that the person who caught them stealing the luggage is also a they, or you're saying multiple people caught them stealing multiple the luggage? Multiple people caught, caught them, they. singular, yeah. getting the Okay. So, right, so, Sam so can I boil this down luggage. for the actual yeah, people Sam that speak English? Luggage, yeah. Okay. The dude who's working at the, in the government, in the nuclear field, yes. wearing the high heels, came off the plane, did not have luggage, right? This, this flight. He had carry-on. Just a carry-on. Right. He did no not check, check luggage. No check luggage. So no reason to go to the check luggage. Right. Goes to the check luggage, picks up a bag, which is not cheap, right? And I don't know. I've never been to Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, which is surprising. So I don't know if you have to go past that anyway on your way out. You know, when you exit, right. everyone might have to go past that. I'm mm -hmm. not sure okay. why he would be close. Usually it's on another right. uh, it's, floor, it's another but sometimes area. to get to a cab, you have to walk by it. Um, usually, at well, least, at, well. you know. So they go down there. They go to the. Uh, I can't even tell if I'm doing singular or plural anymore. <laughs> no. uh, Sam goes to the the baggage check. Right. Uh, goes and just picks up a bag. How much was the bag? It was well, expensive, it, right? They, the story originally was talking about how the Vera Bradley luggage 
was $2,300. Yes. Okay. But I tried to find the $2,300 Vera Bradley luggage, and they're all about five or 600 bucks. They're nice luggage. Okay. I mean, really nice luggage, but not 2300 bucks. What it is, the lady whose luggage it belongs to claims that with the luggage and everything she had in it ah. is $2,300 and 20 or $2,325 okay, so worth of Okay, so expensive bag, not $2,000, right. but expensive bag with a bunch of crap in it. Right. Takes the entire thing and doesn't just walk out, as you recommend, when stealing luggage. Yeah, you just got to go. Because on your podcast, you're giving people tips on how to steal luggage. <laughs> if you were to do that. If you were to do well, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you were you, to do if it. If you were to do that, take the luggage and go. Just keep walking. There's no reason to hurry. There's no reason to look around. Mm-hmm. Take the bag you want, walk out like you know what you're doing. Because if at any time, mm-hmm. before you get in the car and get out of there, uh, they say, hey, uh, I need to check your bag. That's not yours. Oh, my gosh. I'm embarrassed. You're right. Here you go. Got to mm-hmm. go. Now, if, when you say if at any time they see you, are you talking about a person, a non-binary? Security. Yeah, go security. security. Yeah. So is the security, security is also non-binary? Yeah. I can't yeah, keep track of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Don't take the luggage tags off. Yeah, you can't do that till you, till you're because, away. Now, now, you can understand the instinct there, right? Like you're sealing something. You don't want someone else's name on it. You're, it's gonna, right. you don't look guilty. So Sam is like, all right, well, I don't want that to happen. Takes the luggage right. tags off and stuffs it in his carry-on bag. In his carry-on bag, which they have on on video. On video at an airport where and they have cameras. And then he hurriedly gets out of the airport, exits the airport. Unbelievable. So now, it wouldn't have mattered in this case anyway, because the lady obviously was upset and went to the airport and said, hey, I'm missing my luggage. And they said, well, we don't have it. And then they went back to look at the footage and they found it. When you right. say they found it, you're saying a non-binary <laughs> person found it? No, security. <laughs> okay. Security. The non-binary the security caught this. Okay, so... <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, honestly, it's just it fun is. to try to play by these rules because yes. they're so ridiculous. So, but 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 I think that the, the key thing here is where it, where it does matter is that you lose plausible deniability when you take off. Correct. The tag. You, you could always go even if you got all the way home and they called you and they said, "Hey, you, we saw you stole the bag." You'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Right. And that's kind of what they tried to do, yes, right? Yes, it is. The police then contacted him and he was like, "Well, his first reaction, of course, I mean, deny." Hello. It's, that's everyone's first in that reaction. <laughs> I don't know and what you're it talking should about. be. Uh-huh. It should be denial. And then he decided, oh, man, I need to call him back and tell him I feel bad. You know what? Uh, it wasn't my luggage. And uh, but I couldn't I didn't know about it because my clothes were in it. And then they <laughs> said, well, <laughs> all the clothes that were in the luggage which I'm strange how she can charge him with this because he put all this other passenger, this other lady's merchandise, her clothes, in the drawers at the hotel room. So the hotel so, had all that person's stuff. So they he, he, so they hid the clothes from the bag at the hotel. Yeah, they just left it at the hotel. Uh, and then he, okay. I guess she gets her merchandise back, so that's really not stealing. I'm trying to make a case, to get him right. off. This is unbelievable. Because he, he goes to court uh, December 16th. So this happened in September, right? We didn't know about right. it for so, a long time. I mean, his tweet taking over, all the, ha- the hoopla of him taking over was mid- mid-June. And in September, he's stealing luggage. <laughs> and they have footage of him using it on a European trip and another trip. So he, so they, meaning Sam Brinton, 
kept the luggage yes, absolutely. and kept taking it and on trips it. Around, yeah, the, it. around the world. Because that's the one he wanted. That I must like be great freaking luggage. <laughs> to blow up your entire career I off of a piece of luggage, that must be, I mean, they should charge $2,325 for this luggage. This must be amazing. Vera Bradley, that's not a paid commercial, but I think No, it get should some. be, yeah. So he's charged with felony theft of movable property without consent. That's what he's charged with. Wow. He could get five years in prison, $10,000 fine. Any chance that happens? Hmm. It's an interesting question. Is, this is so pathetically embarrassing that there might be a chance that they really do abandon they in this situation. You, you almost feel like the government might be like, you know what, screw you. We tried to bring you in. Obviously, it was ridiculous. We took a chance on you, and you and blew it. There might, be a, 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 there might be a a score settling that goes on after that. But I think you're right. There's definitely a, a, a situation where they could, protect He's going to say, I have, I have uh, multiple problems, and the judge is going to go, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's probably, I'm sure this probably isn't the first thing that he's stolen. Yeah, the first thing that who stole? They've stolen. Okay. I'm sure this is not the first product they have taken. So you think there might be more theft I here? do. I, I think that's probably because that's something that you, you just do, right? If you're mm-hmm. a klepto, right. you you're just not, take your first, your first thing is not going to an airport and stealing a bag. Like, you're not just doing right. that, right? Like I mean, we've stolen. all been to the airport and said, that looks like a nice luggage right there. I might have to look into that. But you don't take it, you know, with people looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think the biggest problem here is not just the ridiculousness of this story, which is very fun. Yeah. It's the fact that you have someone that is this unstable, Right who is at the head of, or is actually Assistant Assistant Secretary Secretary. for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition of the Officer of Nuclear Energy in the Department of Energy. Again, that's a good card. It's a good card. But, like, the fact that you, this is what happens when you hire people based on genitals, based on skin color, based on uh, their their gender status or what gender they like to hook up with or whatever. Your pronouns, all of of it. Hire someone based on merit. Yes. We, we are That's always a critical. That's a good idea. I know. I don't know how you got a job. I, I, I wonder, we're all critical of like, if you, if I were to, my son, Zach, I'm like, ah, yeah, he's president of the company. And I just, everyone would be, hey, wait a minute. That's, that's a, that's a problem. That's nepotism, right? You're just hiring your son because you like your son. And everyone would be like, oh, I can't believe you'd do such a thing. Here, hmm. when, when it comes to genitals, everyone's like, ah, yeah, you hire what, oh, you if, if you're to. hiring based on genitals and skin color, that's great. Oh, you're fine. No problem. You have to. And this administration has been at the forefront of that. Mm. Right? I mean, we have uh, KJP. Mm-hmm. Kate and we have, Jean-Pierre. Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Katan John Jackson. Yes, the Supreme Court Justice. Yeah. I mean, that was right up front. And Kamala Harris. Remember, he yes. said, I will hire a woman who is a person of color, right? Had to. Had right? to. And everyone else is out. So it's not merit at all. Mm. Unbelievable. All right, Jeffy Maybe. Fisher, uh, the host of Chewing the Fat, where you can get your tips on how to steal <laughs> things from public scenarios. I'm here to help. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> and avoid all legal troubles afterward. Ooh. Look, I mean, look, I, I know you're, I, people will say you're, you know, I don't know. Can I trust Jeffy's advice? He's somehow not in prison right now. So think of how well he knows the system. Thank you. It's incredible. Jeffy, thanks for coming on the program. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do. And it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. I mean, look, you could hire an agent and they could move you in next to Jeffy. 
And if you have a terrible real estate agent, they might not know that that's the house you don't buy. Why is it 30 percent off the rest of the market? Well, you're next to Jeffy. That's right. Jeffy, is that? Sure. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's, it would definitely be at least 40 percent. Uh, real estate agents. I is the place to go to find someone who is not Jeffy to be your real estate agent. If Jeffy tries to contact you after this interview to try to be your real estate agent, run. Realestateagentsitrust.com will not list Jeffy. They will list only the best agents in your area and will not move you next to Jeffy. So all these things are positive. Go there. Uh, give them some basic info. They will put you in contact with the best agent in your town. Whether you're buying or selling a home, you need the best transaction possible. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I come to you live from the studio in which the original RoboCop was filmed. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right here in this very room is where the original RoboCop, at least good chunks of it, were filmed. Most of it was done here in the Dallas area, but a good chunk of it was right here in this particular room. And I mentioned that because San Francisco is going to try it. Give it a whirl. Give the RoboCop... The RoboCop pro, uh, program, a whirl. Uh, supervisors in San Francisco voted Tuesday to give city police the ability to use potentially lethal remote-controlled robots in emergency situations. The vote was 8-3, to three, with the majority agreeing to grant police the option. Now, they will not be uh, carrying guns. You might think, oh gosh, what do they have, robots with guns? No, 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 just explosives. So that should work out well. I will say, you know, I am also coming to you from the, uh, the metropolitan area, where the first time explosives were ever used on a person were used. In fact, that was in Dallas. Uh, if you're, you'll remember the story. It was 2016, and a sniper was right after some one of the sort of BLM-style uh, protests were breaking out, and this guy just killed five police officers in Dallas. He was a sniper. He was hel- he kind of holed up in, a, in an area where they couldn't get to him, and they just kind of wheeled in a robot and just blew it up and killed the guy. That was the first time that it had ever happened. So for a use like that, you could see why it would make sense, though you just figure government's going to screw it up, especially in San Francisco. I mean, have you seen the future of toilets in San Francisco? This is a real story. San Francisco has a new futuristic public toilet. And here's the thing. They said it was going to be the future of public toilets. It was going to have a very durable design that would last forever. It lasted three days. Uh, so I, I guess because it was shiny on the outside, it was supposed to, I don't know, I don't know what made it so futuristic, but it was a high tech public restroom for free and, uh, it stopped working after three days. But luckily if you need to shoot up, you can now go find this place. And really, I mean, cause no one was using it to go to the bathroom anyway, they were probably using it for illicit hookups and, uh, shooting up heroin. So you can still do that inside, which is, uh, really, really, really positive. Even after the overturn of Roe versus Wade, abortion is a huge problem in America, and there is a solution, however. I don't know. Letting moms kind of think about this situation from a different perspective, and that's what Preborn allows. Preborn is introducing mothers to their children long before they're born. How do they do that? Through an ultrasound. Once the moms hear that heartbeat, 80% of them remain um, wanting to uh, not end the life of their children, which is... I mean, I, frankly would like it to be higher than 80%. I mean, that's just me. Uh, Breborn, though, does a great job. 80% is an incredible number. There's no, there's no other organizations that get this sort of result. And they love and support these moms um, even after 
uh, I mean, after the baby is born, with clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, all of this for up to two years. Preborn is completely dependent on you, however, so this isn't going to work unless you get involved. For just 28 bucks, you can rescue a baby's life. For five ultrasounds, the cost is $140. Are you thinking about maybe giving some money away on the holidays, uh, around the holidays here to some viable uh, cause that really does good? Preborn is a great option for you. 100% of your donation will go toward saving babies. We're looking to save 50,000 Blaze babies this year. We're well on our way. And what you got to do to get involved is dial pound 250, 250. Uh, say the keyword baby. It's pound 250. Keyword is baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash stew. It's preborn.com slash stew. You know, as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Twitter, I don't really like social media all that much. I love that you follow us uh, there, but I don't really like going on there for my own purposes. And so we have people who kind of post stories sometimes uh, that we, they think might be interesting to the audience. And sometimes I check in. I'm like, well, what are people talking about? Like, what's, what's uh, performing well on my social media pages? This is legitimately what I was told. A Florida woman is suing Kraft for $5 million, saying Velveeta microwave mac and cheese takes longer to make than advertised. First of all, I totally agree this is a very important story. So I, it, I could tell we are, we are together as one, and I'm glad to hear that. I will say, you know, Velveeta, it doesn't take that long, does it? I, I, you know, it's supposed to be ready in three and a half minutes. They say it's false and misleading. How long does it take? Like four minutes, four and a half? I don't know, maybe they like it al dente. Is that possible? Al dente Velveeta? By the way, Velveeta, very promising political candidate, I've heard. I've heard some things about that. McDonald's, again, these, we have the same story interest. McDonald's is giving people the chance to win free food for life. Now, there's a big asterisk around this. As you go, you, you go into this contest, if, it's a, if you spend a dollar on the app, you have, a, you have a chance to win a McGold card. Now, this McGold card actually has been given to a bunch of celebrities, people like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Rob Lowe. You know, the people who don't need it at all, like the richest people in the world, and also Rob Lowe, who's pretty darn rich too. They don't need it. They don't need the McGold card, but they have it apparently. But anyway, the McGold card does not give you as much food as you want to eat. Uh, till the end of your life, which would be actually smart for McDonald's to do because, yes, people would eat a lot of McDonald's, but they'd only live for like two weeks. So you'd really be able to kind of jam that time frame down. What they're doing here is they're giving you two meals per week for up to 50 years. And I think you could probably survive for 50 years eating two McDonald's meals per week. Probably the amount of McDonald's you should probably be eating, no more than that, um, though. I've tested the boundaries of this particular program and I found it to be delicious. Uh, how, how about this? Last one here for you. <laughs> Again, I love your story selection. Buddhist temple left without monks after they all test positive for meth. Not one of them testing positive for meth, but all of them. We had Jeffy on earlier in the program. Is he running? Is, I mean, is he running a Buddhist temple somewhere in the world? Because this is how his temple would run. But no, apparently uh, this is a very, very sad story because they've been defrocked, they've been dismissed, they've been sent to rehab because, you know, monkhood and methamphetamine, they just don't go together.
Just a little over one week away from our next Power Hour. Join us here in studio. You can come to Dallas and uh, the Dallas area and check out uh, the show live. It's a Power Hour. It's ridiculous. It's a lot of fun. And we would love to have you here for it. Go to studospowerhour.com and get uh, info. The tickets are free, so just come on down and hang out with us and watch us be idiots. Maybe have a couple of adult beverages on your own and watch the chaos ensue. You can watch it as well on YouTube. We'll give you details as we get closer, but it's studospowerhour.com. See you tomorrow.